Hey y'all, this is Joy. Welcome to another episode of Courageous Exchanges. If you are listening to this only, you might be very confused by some of the audio. Part of it did not make it out of the camera onto the computer. I have no idea what happened. So there might be parts that don't really sound like they flow. Please excuse it. Um, Hopefully it never happens again, but you know, podcasting child, be stressful. So there will absolutely be another part of this this conversation, so definitely stay tuned for part two. But again, if you're listening and you're like, what the hell is going on? That's why. But thank you for listening. They lived 10 blocks apart from each other. Okay. They had got to, you know, having some light conversation and decided to go out on a date. Hmm. The guy chose the restaurant. So things are going right. It comes to be, you know, time to go on the date. And the guy lets her know that he will not be picking her up for the date because she lives 10 blocks in the opposite direction from where they're going to be meeting for said date. She chose to cancel the date. Now, I know we've all heard the term that there is pee in the dating pool. A little bit of shit. <laughs> I just want to know. Is this what the girls are experiencing right now? Like, what would you do? I'm canceling the date. Well, okay. Is it? Oh, wait, wait. Okay. okay. Yes. Let's. Maybe I'm not canceling the date. Is it a first date? It's a first date. First date. I don't want to get in your car, so I'm fine with that. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to ride with you on the first date. Yeah. Same. Now we've been dating for a while. So there are two schools here. Okay. Like you have some people who say like chivalry is important right. and that like, you know, uh, the woman wants to be picked up. But mm-hmm. I am similar to you. When I was dating, I wouldn't want on the first date for a man to know where I live. Maybe. So I don't want to ride in your car. Right, right. Now we've been dating for a while. Even like, if, if okay, we go on this first date, we drive ourselves. We go on a few more dates, and we both decide we like each other. We're no one's a murderer. All right, before we get there, let's run it back. <laughs> because I also think there's something to be said for him coming straight out and saying that he's not going to pick you up. Okay. So, like, I feel that he should offer. Like, it should also always be, like, understood that he mm. will pick you up. And then it's up to you to say, no, thank you. I will meet you at the restaurant. Okay. But for a man to, you know, set up a date, ask you on the date, uh-huh. and then tell you, yeah, but I'm not picking you up because you live 10 blocks in the, the it was too much. Direction. It was too much information you gave, too much explanation. And also, like, he should offer. Like, I know, like, maybe it's a little bit of gameplay, but, like... Okay, maybe it's we meet at the place. Let's just just say it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. let's meet at the restaurant. Yeah, I don't know why he said I'm not picking you up. Yeah, you live ten minutes from this restaurant. I feel like that was too much effort. Exactly. So like he essentially, like yeah, I don't like that he said that. Yeah, I don't want to get in your car. Yeah, me neither. me neither. But also, as you, as we're as we're talking about this, the thing that's in my head is like as New Yorkers, sometimes we date niggas that ain't got a car. I've dated many a man that didn't have a car, and I did when I lived in New York. Yeah. Now in Georgia, I've only dated men with cars, mm-hmm. and some of that looked like them picking me up, and some of that looked like us meeting someplace. But I like I like a be ready at seven. 
and I could tiptoe out. <laughs> and my chariot awaits. Yeah. There's something like chivalrous yeah. and like exciting about getting picked up. It is. It is. But it's, it's, it's a newer experience for me, unfortunately. I mean, when I was dating, I do. I definitely, I think I only dated men with cars. Okay. Everyone had a car. Good for you for having a standard. <laughs> that because I think in New York not having a car isn't a big deal. Like if you date a man and he doesn't have a car or you live in New York City, I like that's not a big deal. Okay. Like that's fine. It's normal actually. It's it actually kind of weird to have a car. Are we getting on the subway though? No. We're getting in Uber. I'm not going. I'm not getting on the train. No. I'm not getting on the train. Mm-hmm. But like getting an Uber. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going on a date with a guy. Mm-hmm. You live ten blocks away from each other. Mm-hmm. Do you expect him to order the Uber, have the Uber drive to your house, and then y'all drive to the restaurant? Is this the first date? Yes. No. Because they still know where I live. Yeah. Okay, this is like five dates in. I'm just not that girl. If you're going to call an Uber, I don't know that... I don't need you to call my Uber. It's fine. Like, if you don't have a car... Okay. I'm going to take an Uber. I'll just meet you at the place. You want your Uber called. Okay. I don't want to... I... We have different opinions we on do. many things. We, we do. Something about... I think once I dated someone where okay. uh, all I had to bring was an ID just in case I got carded, that's the kind of standard that I want to live. Good for you. It's like... I. I don't, I'm not even protect, because I remember years ago, I went on a date, and me and the guy split it, and you were like, why would you even bring out your wallet? And I was like, I don't know, I thought you were supposed to, like, do the fake me out, and he didn't fake it out, and he was like, all right, bitch, pick. Yeah, no. But then I dated someone who would pick me up, who would make plans, who would plan dates, and I would just show up and be cute. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. Please come back. <laughs> No, but really. But if you're, if you're watching this, I miss you. I miss you. Like everything. Nah, but, but I do think that in thinking about like what you want when you're dating, it's important to know like your negotiables and non-negotiables. Uh-huh. That's something that Kika taught me when I was like 16. Yeah. And I still go by it. I still talk about it with my clients because like, there's some shit that you're like, it's not a big deal. And there's some things that's like, oh, absolutely, hell, fuck no. Yeah. I think that for me, I'm pretty clear on my non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Like for me, everybody knows a big thing for me is manners. I can't date a man with bad manners. Mm-hmm. For me, the manners is not calling the Uber. The manners is once we are like moving around together, yeah. like how do you carry yourself? Mm-hmm. How do you make me feel, you know, as being the person there on the date with you? Mm-hmm. Are you chivalrous? Do you open the door? Do you, mm-hmm. you know, pay the bill? Um, you know, all you like it door open? I do. Car door too? Yeah. If they come pick you up, do you want them to get out the car and open no. the door? No, no. Do you want them to lean over and open it? No, I'll open it myself. Like, I'm not, like, that, you know, particular about it. But, like, even right now, I'm in a long-term relationship. My partner still opens the door for me. Like all these years now, and that is one of the things that like really like not only like get me in a 
nice place, but also like it makes me respect him even more. Like yeah. I also want to, yeah, you know, do things for him too. I, I, that's such a real thing, and I don't know that men know that secret. Is like the better you are to mm-hmm. me, the better I will be to you. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I'm saying I'm just gonna show up with an ID, but it's like there will be it will be yes. reciprocated in yes. some type of way. Yes. Because I'm also, I think, like, with dating, I think that especially, like, as you date someone and you mm-hmm. start to like them a lot, and, you know, it's clear that it's, you know, getting a little serious, I'm big on, like, everyone wants to feel loved, yes. everyone wants to feel special yes. and appreciated, yes. so I'm all about, like, treating your man, mm-hmm. taking your partner out, doing, you know, special things for them as well. Of course. Because, like, again, it's a different time, like, I know there are some women who are against that uh-huh. and feel like they should be the ones, Yeah, they should never have to take out their wallet. I'm not that girl. Because um, I'm going to take it out. I'm going to take it out. Right. No, not at first. I don't even have what's a debit. <laughs> yeah, not at first, um, but definitely like as that relationship grows, mm-hmm. like I'm big on you treat me well, you will be very, very, very happy. Mm-hmm. So, okay. make her happy, she make you happy. Oh. Um, what do you think about the folks that are like there are no good men out there? Oh. Baby, why would you claim that? Mm-hmm. First of all, there are so many good men out there. I yes. Not only you know do I have one, and many of my friends have mm-hmm. great men as well in their lives, but my father is a great man. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have cousins who are great men. What about the great men? I think that's mm-hmm. more of what. That's <laughs> more of what the girls are talking about. And 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 I know that there are some. It just feels like sometimes they're few and far between. I don't think that's true. Okay. Okay. I'll say this. I think that it's important to know your way. Tell us more. What you mean? So this is might be spicy. Ooh, I like this. But me and a few of my other friends have this conversation very often. Mm -hmm. Like you're sitting at a bar. Five guys can walk into the bar, all different, you know, shapes, sizes, etc. Okay. We can say that one's for Alex, that one's for this one, that one's for this one, okay. because we know our lane. Okay. So, you know, like, let's say, like, you like to date, like, a tall man who's like a football build okay. and, you know, is maybe from the south and maybe he has a beard and maybe he's in finance or you know something like that or maybe you like you know a man who is foreign you know maybe you know whatever Nigerian dudes or Mm -hmm. whatever it is like everybody has a lane Mm -hmm. but not it's not only what you like it's also what you attract Mm -hmm. because guess what everybody like Idris Elba that don't mean Idris Elba is your lane child you got to know your lane. Okay, okay, okay. So, maybe you like Idris Elba, you think he's attractive, but guess what? So does everyone else. Okay. My question to you is, if there are, if we had to, you know, if we had five guys walking into the room right now, mm-hmm. which one do you think would be the one that you would have the best connection with? Okay. Let me, let me, mm-hmm. under, let me see if I'm understanding what you're saying. So you ever watch like Maury mm-hmm. and they have the sexy decoy? 
<laughs> Are you saying you know that sexy decoy don't like you? Don't even try it. Not necessarily, okay. but I'm looking at you sus. If the sexy decoy is <laughs> in my lane, I'm like, mm, something's up. It's okay. not a sure thing, right? It's never black and white, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it works most of the time. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. At least in my geographic region, I live in Harlem. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, pretty much yeah. like what the what the, the layout is okay. and who, what kind of men are coming in and out. Yeah. And so I've always, and this is a conversation I've had for many years, and I have other friends who can attest to it. Once you figure out your lane, uh-huh. you can dominate in that lane. Huh. You just have to be open to what that is. And hopefully okay. your lane is what you're attracted to. How do you know? Help me. Uh-huh. Because I'm a single woman. I've been for real single. Rasheen died in 2017. Mm -hmm. I've for real been single since then. Mm -hmm. I've dated. I know but nothing has. Okay, both of us. Nothing has popped. Nothing has gone longer than six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, uh, nothing has made six months since him. Mm -hmm. That was a real, like mm -hmm. a real thing. Mm -hmm. So. What's my lane? Oh, I'm nervous. As your friend, ooh, yeah. Based on what I know and what I see and what you react to, mm -hmm. your lane, I would say, is a man, athletic build, over six foot, bearded, definitely. He has to have a beard. And I would say light to medium complexion. <laughs> I don't think you're partial to the complexion thing, uh -huh. but definitely bearded and larger. Okay. A uh, taller guy. Um, not too large in stature. Maybe like a toned athletic build would be ideal. Okay. Like football player-ish. Okay. Um, and I think definitely someone who is mild-mannered. What do you mean? So I think like someone who is gentle. Okay. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. someone who's gentle, maybe a little soft spoken at first. Mm. I think that would be your ideal lane, but like someone who, you know, could then like warm up a little bit. So mm. I think if we're in a room and those guys come in, that's who I'm gonna pick for you. And I'm pretty sure that I hit. Okay. Or that you hit. <laughs> you got a nice bit. I'm definitely going to hit. <laughs> no, but I think the other part of what you're saying is like them being attracted to you. Yeah. So I, believe it or not, am a shy girl. So, and, and, and it's usually around guys. I can talk to girls easy. I'm a girl's girl. Guys, I feel like I'm like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't want to be weird. I don't know if it's because I went to an all-girls high school and I feel like I missed that that time when you learned how to like talk to boys. And I'm not cool. I don't have game. I don't know how to flirt. So it's hard. It's hard. I don't, you know, Alex is always like, get on the apps. I fucking hate the apps. <laughs> I don't think I do well on the apps. It's something about like, I don't want to feel like I'm just asking you questions and it's yeah. an interview, especially if somebody is not doing the same. Um, and it's like, how do I really engage with this person on this mm -hmm. platform? Because I also don't want to be like, so when we going on a date? Mm -hmm. 
But then it'd be feeling like, at what point do we move there? Yeah. So I hate the apps. I, I probably don't go out enough to yeah. like meet people in person, but I'd love to meet somebody in person. Also, why y'all not hooking me up with people? That's really my question. Come on, y'all. Y'all got no uncles, no cousins, no brothers, no fathers, grandfathers, stepfathers, pastors. Pastors. I think I would look really nice in the church. But, like, y'all don't got nobody. Y'all just, like, if you see somebody and you, you think, like, ooh, Joy would like them, send them over to Courageous Exchanges on Instagram. They can send an email to CourageousExchanges at gmail.com. And we can see. I'll screen them first, just to be sure. Because if, okay, if this podcast leads me to my husband, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a prize. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be a prize. Maybe the prize is you come to our wedding. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Nice. You get to eat lobster tails. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I think that's fair, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, I feel like I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, do I need a dating coach? Because I feel like I don't really know how to, like, get the talking. First, if a guy is talking, I'm, I, can, yeah. I can engage. I can listen really well. Mm-hmm. I can, like, validate him. I can do that. If somebody is quiet, I'm like, oh, fuck shit. But I will say, though, I like I hear what you're saying about like a guy being talkative. Yeah. For me, it's important for a guy to be comfortable speaking to mm-hmm. women. I always say that. Like, a turn-off for me is a man that doesn't know how to speak to women, whether he's trying to date them or not. Okay. Again, I talk to a man I ain't trying to date. To me, and to me, I pair that all in with, like, manners, like, how you carry yourself. Like, a man that, like, doesn't know how to walk up to a group of women and, like, have a conversation. Although, I know it can be, you know, a little bit intimidating. Remember the guys from Alabama that walked Yes! Up? Okay, so we were out, and this group of guys, they're probably, like, five of them. Yeah. They're like, we're from Birmingham? Birmingham. And like, bro, what? <laughs> so they're like, we're from Birmingham, we're on a boys trip. We're like, okay, cool. Then they're like, maybe you could come back to our hotel. Yeah. To do what? They had, I like khaki pants, but something about them on the weekend with hard bottoms, like hard bottoms and cargo khakis with like blue paisley button down. Wow. No. And then it's like, again, know your lane. Mm. Know your lane. So they play themselves, is what you're saying. Okay. Now, there are some women in that establishment that they could have walked up to and had success with. We were not them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You gonna pick the girls that? Oh yeah, obviously they're attractive, right. right? But is that your lane? Right. Your lane is also attractive. Mm-hmm. But like, know it. Get comfortable in it. I gotta get comfortable with the talking piece because I really do want to date. Like I think one of the things that bothers me, and we've talked about this. You know, these are our conversations out loud for y'all. One of the things we've talked about is it it's been hard for me seeing people who've lost partners in new relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm like, what is it isn't am I am I putting up some type of wall or some type of barrier that I'm not finding my person? Do like am I am I am I really going as hard as I think I want? Or am I being too passive? And that's why it's been seven years almost, and I'm still single. I think that I also we had a pandemic, so yeah, I mean that we also had a pandemic. But, but like, 
there's this guy who was on Black Love and his wife died maybe two years ago. He's already in a relationship. I don't even know if she died two years ago. She might die one year ago. And I'm like, it, it gotta be me. But it's not. I think that it's more so like being clear about, first of all, you've dated. It's not like you haven't mm -hmm. met people. Yes. You did. You've met many people and you've <laughs> dated people. So it's I probably dated more. Exactly. Yeah. In the last exactly. Time. So let's clarify that because that's an important point of clarification. Mm -hmm. I think it's more so like making sure that the people that you're spending time with are aligned with what you want. So if you're mm -hmm. wanting a serious relationship, being okay with saying that from, you know, pretty early on. And then being okay when a person is not able to provide that and yeah. moving on instead of sitting. Yes. For too long. I do feel like that has definitely been the situation with, with the probably the first guy that I dated when I moved to Georgia. Mm -hmm. Is that he didn't want what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he'll turn around and get there. No. No. That's never, that, that's never been anything that's ever worked um, for me is like somebody being like, oh, never mind, I changed my mind. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't happen. I always say like men, there are very few things. If a man is truly interested, okay. and I don't know, my men, the, the men who are listening, friends of ours, yeah. feel free to help us out, weigh in here. But I always feel like men, no. If they are interested, even if they weren't yeah. ready at first, they will get ready okay. to make sure that you remain in their lives. They will do what they have to do. But very rarely does a man say he's not ready and then change his mind. Mm -hmm. I just don't know many stories of that. Like I said, usually even if they're not ready, they're like, oh shit, let me like get my shit together yeah. in the background because... I like this person, and this is a person that I want to invest in. So, and I, yeah, I, but I, I agree. I think sometimes I just need to listen to what they're saying mm -hmm. and then move accordingly, or or be honest with what I'm saying. Oh, not what I'm saying, but what I want. Mm -hmm. It's like if they're like, I just want to see how things go. Me too. But also, like, I guess not. Feel like I'm talking in circles, but there is a part of me. I I can get very. Attach is not the word I really want to use because I don't think it's an attachment. But if I'm into somebody, I'm into somebody. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that comes from having lost a partner. I don't know if that stems to something else. Maybe that's something I need to explore. But I feel like if I meet you and I like you, if I, li I like you and I want you for life, then I like you and I want you for life. And like, I would get very caught up in well, now I've created this fairy tale story of me and this person and what we're going to do and our children and our wedding and da 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 da. And then I would get hurt. Mm -hmm. And so my previous therapist was like, don't get so attached to the end goal that you're not enjoying the process. Mm -hmm. And so this last experience, I was like, I'm really going to enjoy the process. And I did. And I feel like there were people, sometimes it's the people around mm -hmm. you that are talking. And they're like, well, what's going on? Are you in a relationship? What's happening? Are you getting married tomorrow? And it's like, no, I'm just enjoying it. And they're like, that's crazy. You shouldn't enjoy it. Like, not that you should enjoy it, but like, you need more. And I knew the person wasn't ready for more. Mm -hmm. And I think it, I kind of like stayed where I was 
I'd have been better when it was like, okay, I can't give you more. Mm-hmm. But I also say that to say, I think it's okay for me or anybody who like, you meet somebody and you're like, okay, so my bridesmaids are going to be Alex and Keisha. <laughs> you know, like if you are that girl or that guy, like it's okay to like, not plan your, your your future, but like again to what you're saying, does this person align with my present? Does this person align with my present? Because if they don't align with my present, they're never gonna get to my future. And I think sometimes we try to fit circles into squares just because we don't want to be single. And I get that. Like like I said, I've been single for seven years and like sometimes I'm like, well, I mean he calls me big money, but he's Cute, but that's not who I want to spend that's time like with. Call a woman big money, men. Listen, don't call women. Big it's money. fucking annoying. It's not attractive. Mm-hmm. It's not. You ain't getting no buns. None. It's dry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I still moving forward in my dating. I still don't want to get so like, oh, where we're gonna get married. But I also want to be clear that if that's my goal, mm-hmm. that's what I'm working for. And if that's not what you're working for mm-hmm. or, or looking to do, then that's okay. We just can't do this. Yeah. Because even somebody else was like, well, why you just don't get like somebody to just like have fun with? And I'm like, I don't think I want that. Yeah. And I think it's fine not to want that. And I also think that like the road to marriage is something that is very very serious right and so like I even think like even like tweaking that conversation to be like this is what I would like for myself Mm -hmm. I would like to be married I understand that it requires an investment in like a long term serious relationship Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm looking for right now and like sometimes it does get to marriage and sometimes it doesn't but right now I want to be in a long term committed relationship and like even saying that and even changing your thinking around like that's really what I want to say and that's what I want to communicate to the people that I date Mm -hmm. and so like being okay with if it doesn't get there that's fine but at least not settling for even less than that Right, right? because that road to marriage is very long yeah yeah, you know. How did you know you wanted to be with your partner? Oh, hmm. how did I know? Well, I have to say, if you know me, you know that my partner and I have a very interesting story mm-hmm. as far as the way that we met. Um, we're not going to discuss that here, but <laughs> you thought. What interested, what made me, what attracted to, attracted me to him in the beginning was, again, the way that he treated me. Mm-hmm. And that thing that he showed me that first, during that first meeting, is the same thing that keeps me there all of these years later. It's a level of respect and love mm-hmm. that goes far beyond like superficial um you know acts grand acts yeah. or anything like that it's like a real genuine choice yeah. that is made each day to treat me with a certain level of deference and respect and mm-hmm. i think that has been the thread that is like keeps us 
yeah. very close together because we have a lot of respect for each other. Yeah. We, you know, we, you know, have many of the, you know, little arguments and tips here and there. But at the end of the day, never do I feel disrespected yeah. Yeah. or treated, um, you know, like I'm less than. And I think that's like the major thing that he it brought out a different side of me as yeah. far as like feeling safe. That I hadn't mm. had before. Feeling safe in a relationship, child. Yeah, there's a level of safety yeah. that I now have that I didn't even really know yeah. about. And I've had other long-term relationships, um, but that safety was really carried in by the level of respect that he has for me yeah. and the level of respect that I also have for him. Yeah. Like as people, like we just don't play with each other. Like there's just a certain yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that's what made me know that, like, oh, this is different, and like, it also made me have to step up. Yeah, because you know, because sometimes it's just like relationships that don't, and I'm not saying challenge you in like a combative yeah. negative way, but like some some people are just they don't want anything from you, mm -hmm. and it's like, all right, well, so we just here existing, and yeah. like. That's yeah. not what this is. This is real. And yeah. Solid. yeah. There's like a way that I am challenged to be my best mm -hmm. and like calls me on the things that I need to work on mm -hmm. without it being hurtful yeah. or gentle or making me feel less than. It's truly yeah. safe. It's like, you know, you got some shit to work on too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think no one has ever challenged me in that way. Yeah. While respecting me. Yeah. Ooh. While wow, respecting me. Yeah. Yeah. That's major. So I think that's how I knew that uh, this was a little different. You know, sometimes I think, like, it's real interesting to me that two of my closest friends are with Leos. And I'm like, is that how y'all have so much patience for me and my nut ass sometimes? <laughs> it's because you date Leos and see, so understand us and our inner. Although a Leo man is very different than a Leo woman. Also, just fire signs. Yes, are very special people. Yeah, a Leo yeah. fire signs. Yeah, a Leo is wonderful, but a fire sign, a Leo Sag combo, which is what we are, is very special. Mm -hmm. Leo Sag combo, mm -hmm. and also um, in my relationship, Leo Sag combo. So yeah. it's a very special time. So, in kind of thinking, we talked about. You know, dating and different places uh -huh. or, you know, things that we should be doing okay. to, you know, get you out there and meeting somebody. Can you just find me <laughs> So, in my experience, a man who doesn't love his mama is no good to you. And I disagree. Because why doesn't he love his mother? Well, I'm not going to get into why he doesn't love his mother, but okay. I will say that in my experience and conversations I've had with other women, the relationship between a man and his mom is essentially his first like male-female relationship where mm -hmm. he's learning mm -hmm. how to love mm -hmm. or to be, you know, you know, in such a close relationship with a woman. Mm -hmm. And 
many times when that relationship is fractured, mm -hmm. it reflects in that in the man's romantic relationships with I, other women, unless he makes a concerted effort. Yes, not to um, you know repeat those patterns. Nobody popping. Yes, I agree, but I also I agree, and I also believe that sometimes men don't love or have a relationship with their mothers because of some kind of yeah. trauma or abuse that they've experienced as a child. And I think it's wrong to hold that over him as he won't do good. I mean, and again, to that point, if he makes a decision and an effort to do something different, because I think that piece is definitely necessary um, so that he doesn't bring that. But I think that's anybody. Mm -hmm. I think you have to, that's why I say like somebody who values mental health and their mental health and wellness is important because if you we will experience something and if you're not going to do some type of work yeah then you are going to bring that shit with you exactly and so if he if somebody and, and I've, I've had this conversation in like a professional space of like someone being like oh he doesn't have a relationship with his mom that's, that's a red flag for me mm -hmm. and I'm like what makes it a red flag because well, he's never going to be good to me all moms are not good moms. Yeah, I think moms get this like pass, mm -hmm. and dads get the bad rap. But some moms have caused a lot of harm, and them not having a relationship with their child is a a a, a consequence of what they've done or not done. Yeah, and so if he's like, I don't have a relationship with my mom because X, Y, and Z. And you're like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I hear all that, and I mm -hmm. agree with it. Mm -hmm. But I will say that that piece about there, be, there being a clear decision yeah. to do some work, because that is a very important relationship. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way again about, you know, girls and their fathers. Mm -hmm. Like and girls and their mothers. And, and girls, girls and their mothers. Yeah. And a parental relationship or guardian. Mm -hmm. Whoever it is that raised you, um, I just feel like you do have to come in when you're thinking about going into serious mm -hmm. long-term relationships there is a level of work mm -hmm. oh, yeah. and intentionality that has to come with you like doing some reflection around the way and we'll talk about this at a different time yeah. and like the way that you were raised mm -hmm. what the patterns have been in your life and in your family life and which ones you want to repeat mm -hmm. and which ones you may want to change and I think that just like going off of my personal experience my most negative relationships have been with men who have unhealthy relationships with their fathers mm -hmm. and I will also say that in those relationships they have not done the work of, you know, repairing yeah. or studying or reflecting or healing from those unhealthy yeah. relationships yeah. with their lives. And I think doing the work is the key to it. Because, mm -hmm. again, we all are coming into relationships. Relationships are two or more. Mm -hmm. People with very different backgrounds, usually, from different families, from different walks of life, you have different experiences, different thoughts and opinions and feelings. And you're like, I like you, you like me, let's make this thing work. And you have to learn things about them, you have to learn things about yourself. Sometimes you have to unlearn some things that you were taught. And so um, you have to do some type of inner work, some type of reflecting, some type of something.
Because you're just going to be like, well, this is what I was taught and this is what it is. That's not always the case. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like it's okay to say that, like, I don't have a great relationship mm -hmm. with my mother or my father or whomever it is, and I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on getting to a space of healing, but I think that some of the work that we need to do as a community mm -hmm. is creating space for people to say that, mm -hmm. you know? I just think that so many times things are brushed under the rug and then yeah. they show up in different areas of the life or they manifest as, you know, abuse or whatever it is.